For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another edition of Believe in Sparks. I'm Stacey Pates alongside number 24 for your LA Sparks, Sydney Weiss. On today's show, we're going to talk about the end to the regular season as well as going into the postseason. Didn't end the way they wanted it to, but we're going to talk more about that. And also what's it look like going forward. That and much more right now on Believe in Sparks. Sydney Weiss is at the airport right now because, like many WNBA superstars, they play overseas after the season is complete. Sydney, tell us a little bit about what is next for you. Well, I'm currently at JFK Airport in New York, and I have like a five-hour layover in between my flight from Phoenix uh, to New York, and then I'm taking a flight to Barcelona. And so I'm going to be playing in Spain um, until mid-April. Um, hopefully I'm hoping that we'll make it pretty far with playoffs and everything. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's always, I know some people, um, the overseas lifestyle is different, but I've really enjoyed my experiences because it gives me an opportunity to be in different countries, meet new people, um, while still playing basketball. And so, uh, I view it as one big vacation, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, you I would too. You yeah. do a job, you have a job to do, but I get to meet some really cool people. So I'm looking forward to see what um, these next few months have in store. I, I love that you look at it that way. And I, I would as well. I love traveling. I love going overseas. I know you spent time in Israel last year and I love Israel. I've only been there once and I can't wait to go back. I was only there for four days, but I got to see and do so much. The people are lovely and the food is good. So I, I love that you have these experiences and all while you get to play the game that you love. Yes, I'm, I'm very fortunate, and amidst all the transitions that have taken place, um, I'm, I'm grateful that basketball has been a constant, and it's, it's amazing how you can be unified with uh, people not only in your own country, uh, but around the world. It makes the world feel pretty small. So, And I also have to agree, Israel has amazing food, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the people are also incredible. And so, um, I mean... Just another experience that I'm grateful for, and it's a a big thanks to um, the sport. Yeah. So this year you get to spend time in Spain. I've been to Barcelona, but I know you're going to be in some smaller towns. You'll be traveling around a lot. Um, Tell us what uh, you've researched and found out about where you're going to be, what you expect. I'm sure you'll be well fed. (laughs) Yes, I I am looking forward to the food experience. Um, I'm going to be in a, a town called I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation but I think it's <laughs> La Sue de Urgel and it's it's the northern north eastern um border I guess you can say uh, or corner of Spain and then the southern border of France and mm-hmm. it's near Andorra that small country in between France and Spain and it looks like a beautiful little town I think it's population of 12,000 people 
there's beautiful mountain ranges. It's very green. Um, it can get pretty cold in the winter, which I am not accustomed to, but it's okay. <laughs> um, and we're going to be traveling around Spain. And I'm also going to be, uh, we are part of a European league as well. So we'll be traveling uh, and playing some teams in Europe as well. So there's going to be a lot of cool sites to see different countries to explore. Um, and hopefully I'm sure there's going to be some downtime too, as well to go and check out uh, different cities. I do want to check out a soccer game. I'm not really mm -hmm. a big soccer fan, but I know it's huge over there and it's, it would be, it would be frowned upon if I don't take in a soccer experience there. Oh, for sure. The experience in itself will be so worth it. And they are crazy, crazy yep. about their sport. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You got to do that. That'll be fun. How often do you run into, uh, other players that you know or have played with or against while you play overseas? Does it happen more often than what people would imagine? Yeah. Um, when I was in Australia, um, there were a few, and I was just getting accustomed to um, that transition from college to pros. And so I didn't really know a lot of uh, professionals yet, but I was familiar with a few. And then last year in Israel, especially it being a small country, um, there were so many opportunities for the Americans um, to get together, um, have dinner, and then obviously get to know the Israelis as well. Um, and so you see a lot of people, and I already had a few conversations with um, Jewel Lloyd from the storm. She's going to be over there. Um, Carly Samuelson, who was on the LA Sparks last year, she went to Stanford. So I've, I've played against her for a couple of years. She's going to be in Spain as well. Um, I take Hazorla who played in Oregon and played for Atlanta dream. She's going to be over there. Brittany Sykes, Tiffany Hayes. I mean, so there's quite a few people who are going to be um, in the country. And then when you add the Euro cup aspect, which is the European league, we're going to be a part of that's even more people. And I have a couple of uh, former teammates that I'll be playing against and be able to see as well. So it's, it makes the world feel really small. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's so good too. What a blessing. Even when you're away from home, you still have little bits and pieces where it feels like you're home yes, when you exactly. see people. Yeah. That's yep. good. Let's talk a little bit about for people that don't understand that WNBA players, this is nothing new. Uh, the league's been around for 23 years, every summer or every fall, uh, rather fall into the into the winter, a lot of players, big name players like yourself, will go overseas. Why is that something that we see so often in the WNBA and not so much in the NBA? Well, the league, uh, the season itself is shorter. So our season goes from uh, training camp sometimes starts mid-April, um, if not beginning of May, and then our season goes until, if you're fortunate, to make the finals beginning of October, mid-October. And so you have from October until April um, with no pay, and obviously we don't get um, enough of our salary, a big enough salary where we can just relax at home for six months. And I know I wouldn't even really want to do that. I would want to do something uh, to occupy my time. And yeah. so a lot of us find um, – we like to call it side hustles or mm -hmm. yeah. options oh, yeah. and gigs. And so I know um, a lot of people go and play overseas. Some are commentating. You see Cheney doing ESPN work. Um, Candace is with the Turner network. And so, um, and then there's a couple with PAC 12 networks and so people, and there's internships. So the WNBA also provides really, really cool opportunities for internships. Uh, there's also a partnership with the Harvard business school. So there's ways that um, we can prepare ourselves for, once basketball is done 
Um, but I know that because of our shorter season, the NBA obviously goes a lot longer um, and they are able to just sort of um, have an off season uh, during the summer to rest their bodies, travel. Um, they might have, they might have side hustles as well. Um, you know, but at the same time, we have a lot more time um, that we want to fill and that we, we need to fill in order to pay our bills. And so a lot of us play, a lot of us do what we got to do. What are the benefits of, of playing overseas? Obviously staying in shape, staying in tune uh, with your body. Um, it's, it's like anything repetition. You have to stay uh, in that, in that realm of what you love to do to stay good at it, to stay fresh and sharp. What are the other benefits? I look at it as an opportunity. It's like studying abroad for six months. Uh, you get to be thrown into a whole new system and really uh, morph yourself as a basketball player. And then when you come back, you either return to um, the similar system that you're in with your WNBA team, um, but there's always new pieces and components. And so I think it really challenges you as a player uh, mm -hmm. to not be one-dimensional. You're really forced to um, adapt to whatever – your team and the season calls of you. And so it's really cool to not only do that as a basketball player and as a competitor, but you get to meet new people. You get to form bonds with um, people you would have never come across because of the sport. And I know I still stay in touch with a couple of my Australian teammates, a couple of my Israeli teammates. Uh, it's cool to see um, through social media, their updates of what they're doing and how they are as um, how they're progressing as basketball players. And you get to know their families, you get to live, in a completely new culture. And yes. I know for me, the, the pace in America is so fast. It's so yeah. fast and crazy and everyone's trying to get somewhere. And in Europe, I've experienced how slow it is and how they, people like to take their time there and they love to cherish moments, sipping yes. coffee, cafes, yes. conversations. And so it's nice to sort of take a step back and go a little bit slower for a few months. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I, I love Europeans the way they eat because I'm always thinking about food. So it's, yeah. one of, it's one of those things to where they don't just have dinner, they dine. Like they it dine. is it's an experience. Oh, it is. I love it so much. And yes. I also I also truly believe people would be better people if they traveled the world more. People that get so comfortable in their little bubbles, in their little communities, if you travel more and you see the world, it just opens you up and you have a greater appreciation for the world. I think it's educational. It's that beautiful education when you get to see other parts of the world and see how other people live. And you get to, you can't learn that through a textbook. You can't learn yeah. it through, um, even I could come back and tell people about my experiences, but they, you don't get it unless you are living it. And so it's, I know not everyone can travel and see the world all the time, but I really don't take it for granted that we get to, to go abroad and uh, to see these places in real life, to learn, uh, to meet actual people who live there and they get to share their stories. And I can also come from America and get to share um, amazing stories about our country. And we just get to share and, and mesh these cultures together. And it, it, it's really cool to see how the world just comes together like that. Mm -hmm. I know that one of the, the greatest challenges is being away from your family and your friends. Um, when you make this, this commitment to play overseas, what are some of the other challenges for people that don't understand? It's not just basketball. It's different over there. Rules are different. Players are different. Workouts are different. It's not just, Oh, it's the exact same as, as what I'm used to. It's, it's very different overseas. Yeah, and it depends on where you are. So 
I know um, I, my Australian experience was different than Israel. And I know this, this experience in Spain is going to be different as well. Uh, I saw our schedule, um, our practice schedule for this upcoming week. And we have uh, a, a weight session on Monday morning and then a practice Monday night. And then we have a two a day on Tuesday, one practice on Wednesday, another two day, a two practice session on Thursday, one more practice on Friday and we play Saturday. And so that's it's pretty packed and you're you're earning your pay like I know um I'm gonna be occupied and um in my downtime I try because the time difference sometimes it's tough to stay in touch with family um because you're living you it's like I'm traveling back in the past because they're just starting their day and I'm just finishing mine and uh so you find time and you find a rhythm uh, on how to communicate and um and then obviously you you get you find a rhythm within the season of how it goes, how the rhythm and the, the flow of um, the games, how we travel, um, different things like that. And I think another thing that I'm it's going to be new for me is a, a lot of our trips are going to be happening through bus and train. I think, mm. and so that's going to be um, a great time for me to read the books that I brought. Yes, I love it. What books do you have ready to go? There's a couple. Um, one of them is called The Anointing. Uh, by mm. R.T. Kendall. Um, came across it, I think, reading another book. The the title jumped out to me, so I just decided to go on Amazon and buy it. And then I can't even remember. I think I got 11 Minutes by, I can't pronounce his name, but he wrote The Alchemist. And I love yes, that. Yes, The so, Alchemist. It's one of my yeah. favorites. And then I also, <laughs> I got, it's called Persuasion by Jane Austen. And mm. I was watching, I was in a really sappy mood a couple weeks ago and I watched um, The Lake House with Sandra Bullock and um, Keanu Reeves and she mentioned that was her favorite book in the movie and I was like, I'm going to check it out. Nice. <laughs> so those are three books that I brought, <laughs> I brought before, yeah. I love that. How also has travel, because I feel like, and I've mentioned this to you before, you're a very uh, well put together 24 year old. You're very mature and I'm a good I'm, actress. <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, you can, you can you listen, you play in LA. It's, it's the city of awards. So we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get you an award for that. Acting. Thank you. Thank you. How, of course. But how has, uh, the last few years traveling, playing overseas helped your, uh, even, even further your maturation process? You have a lot of downtime to really learn about yourself, to learn about the world. And so I remember when I was graduating college, one of my professors said, now you're going to be a student of life. And mm. um, when I was in Australia, even my first season in, in the league, I, I came across a lot of books. And it's funny how books are placed intentionally. They come across your path at perfect times. And um, each book just showed me new layers that I wasn't even aware of, of myself, of the people I love, of the world. And so I've done a lot of reading uh, with that downtime, and I've listened to a lot of po podcasts. I've listened to some sermons. Um, when I was in Israel last year, I was intentional with uh, reading the Gospels and um, really diving deep into into the Word and uh, spending time um, on my own and really be really becoming comfortable with that. And then, obviously, when you have time with your teammates or you get to meet new people, you take that in as well. But I've really gotten to know and spend time taking a step back um, and figuring out my identity, where I find my security um, and really figuring out who I am 
and how to hold on to that with all these different transitions. And it makes me really appreciate um, when I am home and when I have time with my people because there's nothing that can replace actually being with your people. Um, mm. And so a lot of different things. I mean, it's, I journal a lot. I read a lot. Um, it's cool to be able to, to put these places uh, to see them with your own two eyes. I, I'll never forget when I saw the Sydney Opera House for real. Uh, and it just I sticks with wait. me. I yeah. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> my, my mom's actually, um, my mom will retire one year, uh, actually in a, year, in a year and a half, my mom will retire. And I already told her, I said, that's your gift. I'm taking you to Australia. And, oh yes. That's oh, a great girl. Oh, and I want to climb the bridge. Did you climb the bridge? I, no, I didn't. Okay. 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 I want to, I know she'll be watching me from the bottom cause I'm crazy like that. And I'm, she, <laughs> she always threatens me when I do stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where we're going. So I will definitely get tips from you too. Since you spent a lot of time there, you can tell us where to go, where to eat, what to see. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Also, if you have a chance to check out Hillsong church, that's where oh. I originally I love Hillsong. I love yep. them. And that is on my list. I will for sure check them out because I love them. Um, oh, that's so exciting. I want to come visit you when you're in Spain. I'll do the best I can to make it work. Um, I would love it. I would love it so much. Um, when Let's talk about uh, 2019. It was your third year as professional player. When you look at the 2019 season, it was successful. I mean, by all the numbers, by all accounts, a 22-12 and 12 record, the franchise earned a playoff spot for the 19th time in 23 seasons, and the Sparks were the first WNBA team to win 450 regular season games. By all accounts, a successful season. But when you trace it back, uh, lots of injuries. Um, it took you a while to have a, f a full staff on the floor at the same time. Um, and, and clearly going into the postseason, the way it ended much shorter than what you wanted. What are your takeaways from your third season as a pro? We can only get better. Um, a lot of the, especially how it ended, um, you just take those in as lessons. What's tough about it, you know, it is awesome going overseas, but it's difficult because your season ends and you don't really have time to take it in and to grow and prepare for this, that next season that will come in April um, because you're focused on your overseas experience, you're focused on the team and everything that comes with that season. And so then it's like when you come back um, this following season in April, May, um, you return to all those, how the season ended, uh, what didn't go well last season, what did go well last season. And then you have to put all the pieces together as quickly as you can. And you're thrown back into regular season games. And so um, I think that we have a lot of upside. Uh, we have really high character people on our roster um, and obviously really talented people. And uh, you never know with, um, free agencies and trades, there's always going to be some shifts that take place. Uh, but ultimately I know that, um, our management wants to put together a championship team. Uh, that's what we want to compete for. And so, um, I'm excited to see how the pieces come together next season. Um, now that coach Fisher has a year under his belt, that staff has a year under their belt. They've gotten to know us. We've gotten to know them. Um, I think that going forward, we're just going to continue to build now that the foundation has been, uh, has been laid. Mm -hmm. And it has to start there. You know, people forget that part, don't they? That the, the foundation has to be uh, 
of a certain strength, and this is not just on the floor, this is off the floor as well. If your foundation isn't strong uh, with each individual player that trickles down throughout the entire team, it just, you're always going to fight an uphill battle. Yeah, exactly. And you can't fake it in playoffs. And so no. I think when we got to playoffs, um, we were able to see the cracks that were in our foundation. Um, we were exposed. I mean, Connecticut's a really great team um, and they exposed us. And so um, we're able to take in those lessons and figure out going forward um, how to not be in those situations or how to handle those types of situations better as a group. And um, I know that it's only going to make us uh, and help us get to where we want to go. Yeah, I agree with that. And Derek Fisher got a lot of pushback, uh, especially for the last game um, when he rested key players in the third quarter. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You have to trust your coach and your coaching staff, obviously. Um, he felt led to do what he did in the moment, but he's getting some backlash for his decisions and, and getting questioned for uh, his decision making to rest key players, including Candace and Chelsea and uh, what are your thoughts on on that? Uh, the the practice on Saturday before our game on Sunday, um, he talked to us about how, you know, maybe the first two games he had to do a better job getting fresh bodies in there. So then um, in the end or in crunch time, third, fourth quarter, uh, our starters or our finishers would have more energy. And mm -hmm. so I think going into that game, uh, his mindset was to, to put those bodies out there and to keep the rotation um, sporadic, if you will, mm -hmm. um, just maybe to throw Connecticut off base, um, to throw new faces at them that uh, they might not be prepared for. And so uh, his goal was to just keep energy on the floor and to keep mm -hmm. it at a certain level. And so for him, his mindset was uh, fresh legs, fresh bodies, and that's what he rolled with. And as a group, that's what we rolled with. Yeah. And, and to hear you state it like that, and obviously you're closer than anybody, it makes sense to me. That's, that's wisdom. That's managing the rotation. That's managing your employees. Anybody that was looking on though, they're like, Oh my gosh, it's late in the game. Why are the starters sitting and they freak out and, uh, so, mm -hmm. but, but that's when you just have to sit back and trust the process and trust your coach. And, um, He's been in more situations. He's forgotten more situations uh, in games and big games than than you and I will ever know at this point in, in our respective mm -hmm. lives because he's older than us. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He's older. <laughs> the fact. <laughs> it's the fact. It's a fact. Um, but just you know that that experience and like you said, you know he has a year under his belt now and he's got a great coaching staff around him. Let's talk a little bit about your assistants. Let's give them some love. What are some things that you learned from the assistants this year? Oh gosh, Coach Fred and Coach T, they are gems. Um, obviously, they both have uh, previous experience at every level. Um, they were they've had success at every level as head coaches, as assistant coaches um, across the board. They have been. I mean, Coach Fred was around when um, Cynthia Cooper and oh, Cynthia. everyone was yeah at USC. She he was part of that. Like when they had that national championship run, he was telling some stories from that. And then Coach T had a couple of national championships um, with her. She coached in Oklahoma at a college and I wish I could remember it, but it's crazy because actually one of my club teammates played for her and they won mm. a couple championships together. And nice. so not only do they have credibility as coaches, but they are amazing people. 
Um, they would always make me laugh. I mean, I remember <laughs> I w- there'd be some days in practice where I couldn't even look at Coach T because we would just start laughing. <laughs> it was one of those things where like you couldn't like control your laughter for no reason, like no reason at all. And so we had, they had such great relationships with everybody. Um, they brought a consistent, positive outlook, um, a competitive energy. Um, and they added so much wisdom um, and helped be a guide for Coach Fisher as he took on this first season uh, coaching the women's game. Yes. Um, and so they, they are incredible. They are incredible people. I love that. I know I can't wait to talk to Derek Fisher sometime about the differences between obviously coaching men, uh, playing his NBA career, and then coaching women. I guarantee he's going to say that the men are softer. I just, I just can wait. I, I just know it. I just know it. He's going to say, man, if I could have played with these women, I would have played with these women because they're way tougher than any teammates I had. I just know it. I just know it. I, you know what? <laughs> I know what I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I believe too. You, you mentioned um, the laughter with Coach T, and the first thing that came up for me is uh, looking at your Instagram page. You posted, um, and for listeners, please follow Sydney at SweetBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, what I love is all the photos of you that you posted, you're in uniform on the floor. Like there's one where you were in the center of the huddle and you were jumping up and down. I know getting hyped before the game and I always a smile on your face on the bench. You're like looking at at certain teammates and you're laughing, you're smiling. They're just different parts of you on the floor and you're laughing, you're smiling. That just, that means so much. I mean, clearly we, we know you're blessed to be doing what you love and, and that you've been given this gift and this platform to do what you love but also to be surrounded by people that lift you up and who are your tribe. Yeah, it's, um, God is really good. And I have, I've learned that for this, for this league, you're, you don't really have a choice sometimes where you're placed and Mm. he knew what he was doing. And I'm grateful that the league, that the, this organization, the sparks took a chance on me and, have stuck with me because these people make it what it is. And they also have taught me so much and helped me grow um, as a professional in every realm on and off the court. And so I had a blast that was really sad when our season ended because I genuinely got along with every single woman on the, on the team. And uh, we each had our unique relationships. We each had our inside jokes. We had our traditions pregame. You have your bus ride traditions. Like, it felt like college in a lot of ways where you have that, that sisterhood, that bond. And so um, it, I had a lot of fun this season um, throughout all the, the adversity that we faced as a group. I think that brought us closer. Um, and throughout it all, I mean, I wasn't the only one that had smiles. Uh, we were all having a great time. And so it was, it was genuine. I mean, we, we really do love each other and um, we fought for each other. And, you know, it's, it's a season that I'll always cherish. Hmm, I love that. Well, I can't wait to see more of you and it's going to uh, continue for you as you are at JFK right now, getting ready to travel to Spain. You've been listening to the Believe Podcast Network. It's LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place with a show for every team in Los Angeles and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And of course, you've been listening to Believe in Sparks. I'm Stacey Pates alongside Sydney Weiss. Sydney, safe travels to Spain. Please let me know when you're there safely. And I can't wait to hear about all the good things that are happening. 
gracias. Go <laughs> de nada. De nada. Go Sparks. And if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Follow Sydney at SweetBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter and me at Stacy Pates at the same place. All right, Sid, we'll talk to you really soon. Safe travels, girl. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.